Welcome to the Full Charge uh, Half Hour Power Hour. <laughs> it's morning here. Is it still? In my world, I just got up at about 11. It's now, what, about noon? <laughs> Are we right? Am I right about that? I think that, I don't, I don't know if that clock's a real clock. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, all that is almost pretty much right. My maternal clock is saying that maternal it's uh, noon. <laughs> it's time for me to get pregnant. <laughs> I, I'm getting to. I'm getting older. <laughs> me and Louie went to the concert last night, bro. I'm here with Louie Katz. Hey, what's up? <laughs> in Louie Katz's apartment. Here we are. I'm gonna shout it out your address. Ah, <laughs> uh, who did we see last night? Well, first, we saw. A, oh, you weren't there for the first band, so you missed. No. Them. They were this kind of cool uh, New Orleans band called Sweet Crude. Uh-huh. And then we saw some French dude named Laonc. <laughs> and they just did like all covers. All like Franks and it was like a But they were abstract covers. It was like a it was like a fun wedding band, like a fun black French funky French Yeah, and the reason band. why it was fun is because you had to try to figure out what song it was. <laughs> so they'd be doing covers, and you couldn't always tell what they were. They, but they were usually <clears throat> Frank Sinatra songs or something in that vein. It was like a really dumb way to try and appeal to New York, was to play out a bunch of reggae versions of Frank Sinatra. Right, and it was just like, was... we're two minutes, three minutes into one song, and I hear him, and he's like, I'm A number one, <laughs> top of the heap, book, 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 yeah. book. And I'm like, this is New York, New York. <laughs> Which is weird, little side note, that song is used in such weird ways in my life. Number one, the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach always plays New York, New York before every show. Why? Which is weird because that is a very California club. Yeah, it's right on the beach. Why? It, it's just I don't know. It's a tradition there. They 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 started playing that song, and and the other weird one, the really weird one, is it used to be a Philly cream cheese uh, commercial. Starts red in the news, yeah, yeah. which makes sense <laughs> for the first sentence, but it's a song about New York and it's Philadelphia cream cheese. Uh, it's kind of mixed messages. Have you ever heard the mashup where it's a uh that song in um, the Biggie song, the Biggie no. mashup with that. Uh-uh. There's a whole Biggie Frank Sinatra mashup. So that's great. Yeah. That is yeah. that's those two things that they, sure they together. You know, we'll take that all day long. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you're right. The cream cheese one is confusing. That it's, is a problem. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I just I have to talk about this. It's been on my mind for decades. Um, it's so weird. I've been hanging out with somebody 12 years younger than me. Typical. And she doesn't remember any of the stuff I remember. <laughs> Does that ever happen to you? <laughs> I think that's. I a, don't think you have quite the age difference that I have. I, I think it happens. Um, well, no, well, we have. It's, it's nine years. Yeah, I guess 12, 12 makes a little. Twelve bit is over the ten. Yeah, yeah, that's over the ten mark. Well, because it's also like it's in a. If you do it by threes. Right, three years is like that's a class of school. Uh, okay. So she got four classes, four classes yeah. between you guys. Yeah, that's a lot. I yeah, <laughs> I feel really old all the time. But let's just catch the audience up on what we've been doing. We went to uh, see the Planet of the Apes. We saw a screening. What was the it? The of War of the Apes. War. War. For, for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, you had a Writers Guild pass. You are a member of the Writers Guild. That's right. Official. And do they just take that out of your pay, or uh... no? They, uh, it's uh, I don't have insurance because I haven't had a gig in a while, but I do get to see apes for. That's free. good. It is. I get the screeners still. It's really all I wanted was. <laughs> I was more excited the first year I became it for the screeners than for the health insurance. Uh huh. 
probably at that time because I didn't know any better. So every year you get the Academy Award? All the screeners. Yeah, I got a bunch of DVD. I got shit I haven't even seen in there. That's There's beautiful. Just a bunch of them, and that was always my dream because I, you know, I grew up in LA and I knew people had them, but I didn't know anyone in the industry when I was growing up. So I just would hear rumors. Oh that you could yeah, see these. and I, I just think it, I, I guess everyone now everyone has bootleg shit and stuff like that. But to me, it's still exciting to be able to see something before anyone else. I me love that too. shit, and I always. As soon as I moved to LA, it always seemed like people because people try to impress you with that shit. Yeah, and they always loan them out. I know you don't loan them out, never. But other people <laughs> have loaned them out, and they're like, you know they're all cool about it. Don't give this to anybody. So blah blah blah. Where's the ethics? What's I worked at people? a place called uh, Lightning Dubs, which was video duplication. Again, I'm sounding very old because <laughs> video duplication isn't a thing anymore. But my <laughs> company leaked the Incredible Hulk to the internet Ooh. indirectly. A friend gave, uh, or a guy that worked there gave a friend mm-hmm. a copy of The Incredible Hulk. Not the Ed Norton one, mm-hmm. the one before that that no one's seen. And it went to the internet, and the FBI got involved, and people went to jail. Jesus. That no I way. worked with. Wow. Yeah. That's, that scares the shit out of me. That yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, and... You get out of jail, no more screeners. Right. I mean, that's. I mean, they wouldn't be half hired there. But for me, if that happened, if I did that, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. First, I got. I go to jail. Then I come out. I'm like, well, at least now I go back to my screeners. No more for hey, the rest man. of your life. Hey man, what are you in for? <laughs> <laughs> Murder. I mean, I gave a friend a copy of The Incredible Hulk. Oh, you get better. And now I'm in jail. <laughs> you better hope it's like a tough sounding movie. At least that sounds kind of cool. Right. Not like I gave him a copy of uh, The Beguiled. Yeah. Now, <laughs> or something like that. I yeah, know. I know. I don't know what a funnier example is. That's not a good one. There's no, yeah, there's no movies that scary that would make you scary in prison, I don't think. Cape Fear? Cape Fear. I gave him a copy of <laughs> Cape <laughs> Fear. <laughs> yeah. If you do fucking uh, thunder sounds afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if God is on your side and will give you a thunderclap <laughs> right when you say something that gets through the walls of prison. No, I'm saying you do your own sound effects. Oh, man. you do your own yeah, sound effects. Yeah, yeah I like, got sound effects. Oh, this motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> um, War of the Apes, and we had the screenwriter there to talk about it afterwards. Yes. And you brought up something that's very insightful and very true is there's always a couple people that will stand up oh, yeah. at these things and embarrass the shit out of themselves yeah. and make everyone kind of cringe. And what they do is they well, try to... It's a Q&A. There's a Q&A yeah, with the Q- screenwriter yeah. afterwards and these, the people that ask the questions are And so those, they'll yeah. do one of two things. They'll try to make themselves sound like they're in the game too. Mm-hmm. Like they'll give like backstory on themselves or they'll try to be like, I would have wrote it like this or yeah. why didn't you write it like this? <laughs> or... Were you trying to say this lofty fucking Unabomber idea? Oh yeah, this dude was this dude for like gave his uh, five minute thesis on how the War for Planet of the Apes was a metaphor for Trump. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, we actually finished this before uh, Trump <laughs> right. won. So I, but yeah, there was you know there was building a wall in the movie. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. There was building a wall, but still, I just liked I just liked how he was like. If there's one, the guy's screen said, "There's one silver lining to the Trump, <laughs> Trump being president is that it makes my movie seem more relevant." Yeah, which I, I mean, which sound, makes me sound like a dick now, but I think that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, it was know? definitely funny. Yeah, and then, uh, and then someone else did the whole thing, like, "Whoa, dude, why didn't you start it off this way?" And he's like, "The way uh, I would have started yeah, it and, off." And the screenwriter has had a great response because it's a trilogy. He's like, "Did you see the first two movies?" <laughs> 
He's like, well, that's why. That's the first- he didn't say it that dickishly. He said it very kindly, like explaining. He goes, it to you him. sound like someone who hasn't seen the first two movies. Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah, I haven't. He's like, yeah, because I put that in the first two movies. But I mean, that's I mean, actually, still valid because some people are going to see the movie that have not seen the other two. I think, yeah, okay. But still, that movie still, yeah, it still works, though. You're still not like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's apes. <laughs> because okay. the, another thing they did was explain the first two in the beginning in oh, text. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They did do that. They got through a lot of shit. It's funny. The movie is so fucking long, and yet they like really rush through everything right at the beginning right. <laughs> to get you on this long journey. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> did you like it? You liked it, right? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Mm. You know? I liked it. I'm starting to see I see I'm I'm starting to get in a plot hole mode where I'm just like any kind of plot hole really bugs me for the whole thing where I think something doesn't make yeah. sense logically which is really stupid. I got to leave that alone. Like I have I have friends that uh that have like they've ruined movies for themselves. You know, I've always been able to like I ruin I managed to ruin comedy for myself, yeah. but I'd rather not ruin the movies for myself. I suffer from that too. I I yeah. you know, I shout at the TV when I'm alone. <laughs> I always feel like in movies they never go to the cops or never call 911 or never ask for a lawyer. Mm-hmm. All these things drive me insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone goes right to the cop station and says, all right, tell us everything you know. Okay, here's everything you know. <laughs> ask for a fucking lawyer, you jackass. <laughs> fucking kills me. <laughs> they even do the Miranda rights in TV shows too. They're like, you have the right to remain silent. And everybody's like, all right, I'm ready to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and then instead of doing this podcast on Thursday night, we went to the bar. Yeah, and then we got uh, we got drunk. The exciting that wasn't exciting. Uh, well, there's ten dollars pictures at this place, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah, that is a pretty good deal. I mean, New York. See, that's the thing about New York, man. It's uh, it's definitely cheaper to drink than than uh, than L. A. Way cheaper to drink. Okay, which is kind of dangerous. Well, they always have a deal. Yeah. There's no deal. I mean, there's in L.A. It's like seven dollar beers everywhere, and there's no shot. It just gets climbing up to eight. Is it and nine? L.A. is getting expensive. What the fuck? That's really crazy. But out, uh, out here, there's always a shot deal, a shot and a beer deal, and, or or some really shitty beer. Six dollar shitty beer with shitty shot. Yeah, you can't beat that. Twelve dollars, you're halfway to the fucking moon. Yeah, yeah, and you can do that till four in the morning. Or five in the morning? I don't know when last call yeah, is here. Yeah, that's it's bad. You shouldn't even need to know when last call is here, really. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, never, I've never hit last call. Have you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I've hit last call and done the dope New York thing where the guy's like, well, you guys have been pretty cool. You can hang out. We'll lock then, the doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've done yeah, that yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I've done that here. I mean, like... So you've made it till six or seven in the morning? I don't think I ever... I've definitely been coming home at daylight. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it... You know, I went. Th- I feel like I've gone through like phases of drunkenness, and my last great drunking was the first few years when I moved here. Uh-huh. And I moved here right when I was about to turn thirty, so it was like twenty nine to like right thirty two. I was just drunk a lot just because yeah. I could. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, you know, you don't have to drive here. This was like pre Uber, so it was just... like you could. It was my first place where I like you could really just. Get, I mean, I found out the dangers of like drunk walking, which is. You right. start swerving and closing your eyes, like, right, just right. like in the car, yeah, and yeah, you could yeah. fuck yourself up. Uh, but um, I always thought, like, I can't imagine like kids that go to college here because I think I would die. I, th- I think I would be dead. Someone I know would be dead, or at least in rehab. Like, like I just couldn't handle this much, like all all night cheap drinking. You would, yeah, like, I, I, the hours alone, yeah. That term paper would never get done. Exactly. I mean, fuck the term paper. I mean, we've just been like, yeah, 
just so much just drunken. Because as an adult, you realize or you learn how to like, even if you do go on a bender, you can still get all your shit done. Yeah. But when you're a kid, you don't know how to manage your time. No, at no, all, no, 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 no. And you also you weigh so much less. You have such bad tolerance. Yeah, you don't know your limits. You, you don't, don't know, know your like, limits. You're gonna get like all kinds of alcohol poisoning and shit. Yeah. It would be. I always like when I'm walking around going, "Man, I wish I went to school here." But you're absolutely right. It would be a disaster. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. College actually trains you for the real world, teaches you how to drink in a small town. Yeah. So you can take it to the big city. That's what college is all about. But man, it's it starts early around here, like and I don't even give in to this temptation because, you know, I, I wake up late mm-hmm. and I work late. Yeah. But I'll be walking around and, you know, five o'clock, six o'clock PM and like happy hour just looks like so much fun. Yeah. I was, Everyone's just having a good time. It's one thing, like, one of my very small things that I miss out on from not having, like, a regular job is yeah. happy hour things. Because I, don't, I can't drink before shows. I don't know if you do. Uh, yeah, I do. But okay. not, not long before. Okay. Like, right, right before, before I have, okay. like, a one or two. Like, if, you, if I start a couple hours before, forget it. Yeah. It's forget just, yeah, yeah, it, dude. Yeah, it's no, it's, I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, impossible. Yeah. And I get, I get real sl- I'm not. First of all, I'm not even a good day drunk drinker anyway. I don't like it. It makes me tired. It makes me want to take a nap. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think I see all these specials, and I'm just like, I'm never, there's, I'm n- never drinking at that hour. Right. Like, ever. And actually, one thing that is better about, and this town is so perfect for stand-ups, but one thing that's good about it is, I, since I don't drink before shows, like, when I get out of... Uh, of a show, like I'd be working all night. In LA, it would suck, like, or anywhere else. Like, you're working all night, then you've done it like 11 30 midnight, and you're like, I'm ready to go. And the yeah. town's like, No, you're not. Good night. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, and here's the like, Johnny. Cool, let's time, let's, you can do it. And you can have like a small night and still, you can still work till midnight and then like have a few drinks with friends. You know? I used to love doing a spot in Manhattan and then taking the L into Bedford and going to the Abbey. Like on the way home. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And then get something to eat on the way home. Yeah. It was just the shit. It was just yeah. perfect, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it, does, it is a little rough with the... Uh, I'd say New York... You know what I noticed is that I think I, there's like less late night food here options now. Is that right? Yeah. And I think it's because um, someone, someone else had floated this theory and I, I think I, I buy it. It's like it costs so much money to be here now. As you know, it's supposed right. to be the city that doesn't sleep. But yeah. like... It'll take a snooze. Yeah. Well, people need to get up and work in the morning, so they're not eating late. You know what I mean? They yeah, need to yeah, get up yeah, early and yeah. work in order to afford to. The live city here now. that sometimes sleeps that has to because the city that has to work in order to pay this fucking rent. Yeah, Unless yeah, you're yeah, a Russian yeah. oligarch, yeah. you got to go out there right. and work your. The shitty city job. that works twelve hours a day. Yeah, in order to afford a fucking a right. very tiny bedroom. Yeah. I remember when I did live at Gotham, I was like starving, and I finally got some money in my pocket. First of all, I got to um, the hotel. I was, like, so broke. You know, I love telling stories like this because, like, people think, like, being on TV is, like, all kinds of glamorous oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I, I spent, of course, I, I, I didn't have any money, and I got to the hotel. I spent my last money on a cab ride with my friend, Chell Bjorgen. <laughs> we get to the hotel, and they're like, we need a credit card for incidentals. And I'm at my limit on, like, all my credit cards. Oh, my God. And uh, luckily, Chell was there. To like swipe it. He's like, I live at home with my dad. Jesus. He's like, this is why. Because I have room on my credit cards. And I was like, thank God. Wow. So I do, the, uh, I do the live at Gotham. It went well. And I get like some, I get some money, some spending money. Mm-hmm. First of all, you get a per diem. Anyways, I want to go eat something. I'm in like right around where Gotham is. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like 11 p.m. And like nothing's open on yeah. a Sunday. Yeah. 
And I'm Bummer. like, what the fuck? Yeah. That that band we saw last night fucking lied. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't yeah, wake yeah. up in the city yeah. that never slept. <laughs> well, I went to this papaya Chelsea, oh, Chelsea or whatever. Gross. Right? I mean, it's kind of good, but it's kind of gross. I go there, uh-huh. and all I got is a $100 bill, because they gave me a $100 <laughs> bill. And I'm like, give me a cheeseburger. Can you break this 100 And the guy's like, no, but Jimmy can, or so-and-so can. Uh-huh. And I'm like, who? And there's just a guy standing in the restaurant that makes change for people. <laughs> and so I reluctantly, because I'm starving to death, I just hand him this $100 bill. <laughs> And I'm like, what does he want? Like, what's the tax on this? And he just hands me 520s, and that's the transaction. Why? That guy's just there. Jimmy the change guy? <laughs> Jimmy the change guy is just in Papaya Chelsea, just hooking motherfuckers up that just got their per diem. I don't know why. That's so weird. I don't know why. I don't even know if that's there anymore. You know, a lot of those papayas are uh, closed down because it's just too... Expensive, the rent here. Is that what's going on? Yeah, man. So, like, is, like, no one going to be able to afford to live here anymore? I yeah. heard Julio Louise Dreyfus talking about how New York was too expensive to live in. Dude, I'm talk- in L.A., I'm talking, I got friends who are lawyers who are like, I can't buy a house. You know what right. I mean? So, I don't know where the fuck I'm going to ever buy a house or something like that. New York, yeah. It's crazy. You know, it's weird. And I got, I got a special deal here on my apartment, but I wonder what it's going to be like when everyone... Is, else is forced out. Like I'm the only like person. You're gonna here. get gentrified. Oh, you got the good deal. Well, I got the good deal, and I think this neighborhood because this I'm in I'm in I'm in Williamsburg, but I'm in like South Williamsburg, where it appears to be like not fully gentrified. And I think the only thing that must be holding it back is all these apartments must be rent stabilized or uh-huh. controlled. They must not be able to kick people out. Right. So people are sticking around for at least for a while, you know, in this yeah. neighborhood, which is nice. But at some point, I mean, the whole city just it's just gonna be me and a bunch of like super rich people. <laughs> You're going to be trying to keep up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll have to go deeper into like East New York in order to hang right. where, where shit will still be cheap. <laughs> right. yeah, where, where You're going to be in still... Delaware before you yeah. know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, e- I don't even know. My rent is so goddamn cheap in Los Angeles. Yeah. You just, you just got to find a place and just lock in and then never, ever, ever leave. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, actually, we're just lucky that we we found places like in times when that was still doable, you know? Yeah. Because it's just not going to be soon. I wonder how that's going to work if it gets too expensive. I think it'll have to correct itself because it's like the city runs on, on you know, every city runs on, on working class people, like the yeah. firemen, the subway drivers, the, 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 you know, the you know, nurses and stuff like right. that, the policemen. And then they'll be able to afford to live where yeah. they work. And they want, uh, you know, people clean up and shit. And it takes, takes an hour or shit, fucking comedians. You know, I mean, look, I know the big engine of, Economically, the city is Wall Street, but there is things that at contribute to the city. And it's like, yeah, if the comedians have to come in two hours to tell jokes, I mean, that's not really as important as the firemen. All the jokes are going to be about traffic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they be L.A. jokes in New York. That's how it is in L.A. Though, like everyone lives like an hour outside of the city, too. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same thing, but no, it is. No, it is the same thing. It's, it's the like same if you thing. want a house. Yeah, but it's like it just keeps moving. Like, how far east are you going to go till you're like in in L.A. or New York till you're like you are no longer in the place where you are? But I think what happens is that you know in 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 the, the place where you are is confusing. You move so far out to make it affordable that you're no longer in L.A. or in New York is what right, the point right, is right, where right, I was trying right. to make. But I think what someone else was saying to me is that the center of the cities shift, and someone was pointing out like the center of New York is no longer 
Manhattan even. It's kind of Brooklyn yeah. for a lot of reasons and ways, you know? So it maybe it'll shift it and change it. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how far, you know, you're going to be in Coney Island at some point. My, uh, my aunt, who used to work in Manhattan for, like, decades, is like, I can't believe you were living in Brooklyn. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, really? And I was like, it's not what you think it is. It's yeah. not the same thing you think it is. It's hard to let go of those things once you, uh, yeah. once you move away. Like- she, she also, like, brought my cousins down to the subway to, like, you know, show them around the city. And mm-hmm. she went up to the glass booth, and she's like, we need a couple, uh, we need five subway tokens. And they're like, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how long? It's ha- over. How long has she been out of here? Uh, at this point, she's been gone 10 years. Wow. But this was even before. Like, She never really took the subway, I don't think. I think she just took the bus in from New Jersey. Man. And, um, and so she, like, she hadn't been in the subway for a long time. That sucks. But also because you want to, you like, um, in New York especially, you want to like, show, or anywhere you used to live. Like, I used to live here. Right, I know how right, it works. I'm big time. And then you get there, like, nope, not anymore. <laughs> I, I have a story with that. With uh, I'm driving around uh, L.A. in like 2000. I don't know, four or something like that, or early, you know. Yeah. And uh, I was just visiting. I was still living in the Bay, and I see Moshe Kasher, uh-huh. who uh, who moved to L.A. just recently. Yeah. And I'm driving through Echo Park, and he's like, I see him jogging at night. Yeah. And like, I pull, I pull over. I'm like, dude, you should not be jogging here <laughs> at night, man. What the fuck are you doing? Right, right. And now Echo Park is like so like yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yoga yeah. studios and dog hotels right, and shit. right. And and you know, but you know, it used to be kind of hoodish. So it's still kind of hoodish, yeah, yeah, dude. Totally, it's and, still good advice. And honestly, I think we're both we were both right. He's like, yeah, it has yeah, changed, yeah. and I'm like, well, has it changed? How much has it changed? You know, I used to jog through there too, but like as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, what the fuck was I doing? You know, jogging around that fucking yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just hard to know when it changes. And I say the thing, with, the also thing with New York is that it like talking about your meter for like safety because New York still looks like an '80s grimy film set yeah. but it's so fucking safe so once you set your mind up to say like oh things just visually look this way but actually aren't dangerous right. now I've got no meter in other cities where no shit is dangerous here yeah. you know what I mean so I'm just yeah. here, I'm like oh I don't have to be scared but it's like in other places if it looks like that you shouldn't fucking be there I always think it's a safe city until I go uh, do Pat Dixon's show New York City Crime Report oh. then the, like he just goes down the list of things that happened that week and it's yeah. crazy, man. Weren't yeah. there clowns terrorizing people for a while? Really? And weren't there, um, there was just regular subway slashings. Do you know about this? Yeah. People were just cutting people yeah. with like razor yeah. blades. What about London? They got acid attacks now. At least we don't have that here. <laughs> that shit, dude. How horrible is that? That's just, the last thing I need. Just aciding people. Dude. Yeah. How, I mean, what the fuck is wrong with them over there? I don't know, man. I, I, can't, I can't handle that. I can't yeah. handle the thought of that. I feel like that's... No, I'm, I guess it's not worse. But in some ways, I feel like it's, it's like so much even more evil than uh, just shooting up a place. It's, it's horrible across yeah. the board. But I guess they're both horrible. It's committing but. someone to a life sentence. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, it's like that shit with uh, like Princess Bride to the pain. Like, I'm just going to fuck up. You know, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to leave you around right, to like, right, suffer. Right, right, right. Fuck anybody out there yeah. with the acid. Yeah, we're... Fuck uh, Full charge you. power. Anti-acid anti, we're anti attacks. Yeah, we're anti-random <laughs> acid attacks. I've been saying this for years, man. It does not work. It does not make society work better. That's my platform. As governor of podcast land. <laughs> 
I've been trying to work on a bit where I like try and promote cockfighting. Like cockfighting should be legal. Yeah, I and like that. I, <laughs> I don't really haven't written the jokes. <laughs> I just get up there and I'm like, so you know, it should be legal. <laughs> I, don't know, I haven't written anything. I just think it's a funny thing to like. You got to come up people. with like what would be great about it. I have some ideas. I well, yeah. my th- I just start going like the roosters. They're assholes. They just want to fight each other anyway. Right. So let them fight. Right. And that's not. No one laughs at that. And <laughs> it goes on. You know, you want to wipe out the rooster race. <laughs> well, actually, and it's a th- good side hustle. This is the- <laughs> it's a good way for people to pick up extra money. <laughs> this is this is actually this is the way to, the kind of the joke that I'm thinking I'm trying to work on. But this is true. You know, like it's one of the complaints about mass uh, farming. Like as far as how they do chickens, when eggs are hatched. Uh, they check to see if they're male, and if the chicken is male, they throw out all the males. Okay. Because the they can get so much more out of the out of the females because they right. can lay eggs, and then and then it's like and the opposite of China and the chicken coop. Exactly. That's what I was I was fucking yeah. with that too. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was fucking with. I w- yeah, something like that. Yeah. Right. And then, and, but literally, so millions of roosters are just oh, you're you're a rooster. Fuck you. Go to death. Right, right. I'm saying, why not let them fight? For freedom, yeah, fight for glory. You know, what right? I mean? Like, yeah, right. I, I just feel like it's a way to save them for at least a while, and you know, the, 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 may the strongest survive. And Let be them free. have a miserable, violent life. It's not miserable. The first few years of training for that fight are pretty good and inspiring. Yes, very. They're inspiring. reading the War of Art. Yeah, War they're of getting Art. Up. Obviously, they're getting up at the crack of dawn. That's crack. their job, anyway. <laughs> Running up, they wake themselves up. <laughs> that is fucked up. Who who wakes the rooster up? It's just the sun, dude. It's, like, it's just nature working. <laughs> it's like some bad poetry. And but who just... wakes the rooster? <laughs> I would say it's a chicken of the egg thing, but that's a little too close to home. <laughs> yeah, and that's the rooster just waking up like, I want to fuck, right? Isn't that, yeah. the rooster? Isn't that what the rooster's saying? I want to fuck. I'm up. It's time to right. He, the rooster's the male. Yeah. So he always wants to wake up and screw somebody. That's him. I mean, I guess crowing. I feel that way. So I get. It. I can relate. I'm saying that's what it is. <laughs> like, get up, let's fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know if you want to talk about this. Then we went to the we went to the bar where we had the ten dollar pictures. Oh yeah, yeah. And we yeah we get there and uh, meeting my uh, my my girlfriend's meeting us there. And she walks in. She's like. This guy was following me, right here, and and she's like, and I'm she like, looks scared too. She looks freaked out. Yeah, she's like, this guy followed me three blocks to here, and then we look over at the door. Dude, we're sitting in the back in a yard in the back, yeah. not a garden. It's a yard, and uh, garden guy uh, walks in. He yeah. fucking followed her into the bar and just stops and stands maybe ten feet from us, right, and all by himself. Yeah, and he's and, looking right at us. He's he looks like where would you say he works? He's got like Dockers and a nice tucked in shirt. He looks like he's an extra in an office space or some shit. Right, you know, right. he, he looks, looks like, like he a works in an office. Temp, like just fucking polo shirt, khakis, a bag with the one tote strap. bag. Is yeah, that a tote, tote bag? Fucking, no, no, it's not a tote. It's something else. It's a it's a carrier bag. It's the type of thing bag. you put your computer in. Yeah, it's it's some and like it's standard like on his shit. chest. It's like on his chest. Dude. Yeah, I, that I didn't notice at the time, but that is a, kind of a <laughs> And I I thought that was going to be the end of it and then dude just like creeps up. Then, yeah, then looking he, nervous as shit. We're stare, I'm staring right at him. She sits down right next to me and he walks up to our table. Right. And he just kind of does he say anything? He like mumbles. No, he's shit. like mumble something and we both we're both looking at him like and we both just go, "What?" What? Like yeah, but like <laughs> we're that, like we're like we're like fuck you. 
you. Yeah. But like, tell us what you're saying so yeah. we can really tell you, fuck you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, let's be clear about all yeah. this. And then finally, it got through his head. And he turns around and kind of stumbles And he away. said something like, nothing, nothing. Oh, is that, like, is that what it was? Something like that. He's like, nothing, nothing, I'm going to go. Something like that. It was pretty incoherent, but that was the idea. He realized like, how deep he was in this psychotic act of yeah. following someone and then approaching her while there's now like two dudes with her. Yeah, yeah it was pretty crazy. <laughs> and when, when he turned around was when I finally realized how drunk or whatever, he fucked up he must have been, how, whatever he was fucked up on, because he's definitely stumbled away. And but you and 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 my girlfriend noticed that it was uh he did have that bag like you both he had thought the it, bag there could be a gun right in there. on his chest I didn't, he I didn't could even easily think that. I'm totally paranoid paranoid about this stuff now yeah he could easily just because he was obviously like at least temporarily crazy possibly permanently crazy yeah and you like have no idea and you just don't know what this guy's up to I keep assuming people aren't crazy which is a huge mistake uh, but, but it's in the news all the time though I know I know. Like a, but and they don't even. It's not even top story anymore. That someone's crazy. That someone like eight people died. Well, it, the more I think about it, when you just look around, like when I think about like all the like, I started seeing a therapist, and like there's all this shit going on in my head all the time. And you look around, and every all every person you see has all this shit going on in their head, and you have no idea what's going right. on up in that head. Boom, and, boom, yeah, boom. Thought, just, thought, yeah, thought, yeah, yeah, thought. Yeah. Who knows what the fuck is in there? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a lot. But uh, I was also thinking about how it's like you were saying like that was our chance to like beat up a guy like we had an excuse to beat I up. I felt a guy. tough. Yeah, we both we, like we, we knew we were going to yeah. win this one. I mean, we, if he didn't have a gun, we, we yes. Knew. If we <laughs> and you, you did point out, we both stay seated. We both thought we probably should have got up. Like at uh, least we got both, up to be like we both to puff thought our chest later. We bit. both had the th- same yes. thought later, which was we should have stood up. Yes, and started the confrontation. Yes, to let him know. But it was such a false start on his thing. Like. He just couldn't get anything out of his mouth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think I also, you know what I think it was also, which is, which is, it's such a mistake. Whenever I'm with anyone else, like any other, like, dude, I'm just like, there's two of us. Right. Like, it's right, like, right, it's right, just right, you right, and me. Right. Like, it doesn't, it, this has happened to me before. I, I'm, 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 I'm hanging out with uh, this friend of mine, Chuck Sklar. We're hanging out. He's staying in a hotel in New York. And we just walk back to his place and he, he's, I don't know, he's smoking a cigarette out in front of his hotel. And this dude just goes, uh, he comes up, he starts yelling at us. He goes, you know how many, he's like, what the fuck are you looking at? He's like, you know how many Hajis I killed in, back in Iraq? Right. Like, he was, a, he was a vet, dude. Yeah, yeah, He was yeah. flipping the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah. you know how many people I've murdered? He's like yelling at us. And Chuck's standing there, he's just smoking a cigarette and looking at him like, <laughs> this is the most, Chuck's fucking must know some karate or some shit. Right. He just is like... Not street smart. Like we should have. He should have thrown down the cigarette, right? Right. And we should have gone inside the fucking hotel, right? But I've got all the security from him. Like, oh, Chuck must. Uh, he knows something. Yeah, Chuck knows something that I don't know. I don't know. He's got some moves. Or Ch- something. Chuck's been to Iraq too. Yeah, not at all. No, as soon as someone shows you they're crazy, it's yeah. time to look for the exit. Yeah, it's time to go away. Or there's another time where like I got in a um, I got I've gotten a very. <laughs> I told I told you the story about how I got in a fight at Joe's Pizza here. Like as uh, an adult, you told me you got in a fight. Yes. This is very stupid. Um, very embarrassing. I don't judge you because, like, the anger can get the best of you sometimes. Well, I'm just, I was drunk and I was with friends. And when I'm drunk and with friends, I'm like, <laughs> fucking people, sh- you know, I got I'm other Louis people. I'm Louis the Crusher Cat. Yeah, there's a bunch of us. There's many of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it was like three of us were waiting in line at Joe's Pizza. And, uh, and it's Halloween. And so there's a huge line. And we're all waiting in line. And this and guy Batman just, starts talking shit. Dude, I forget what he was dressed up as. 
No, it was it was Ebola, so he was dressed up in a hazmat suit that oh year. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was the year of Ebola, so he was dressed up in a hazmat suit. Could you see his face? Yeah, but okay. he goes, he cuts in front of everybody and goes to the front of the line. And we, my friends are like, can you believe this? Yeah. And my friends, both of them bigger, substantially yeah, bigger than me, right. they're like, yeah, man, fuck that. We should, we should block him on the way out. Yeah. And so he starts coming out with his pizza, and I, they're not doing it. I'm like, I guess I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> I can right. get in his way. You're Ebola. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> and then he turns around... And he like flips out and he hits me in the face with pizza. It was hot pizza. It burned oh my, my god. face a little bit. Oh my bit. god. And then my friends but my friends like immediately like jumped up, like, what the fuck? They didn't even know that I did it, dude. I'm just yeah. like shoulder checking a guy. I'm I'm not sure who am I to shoulder check anybody. Right. And he's like, fuck you. And my friends are like pushing him out of the way. <laughs> and then the people in line are like, why'd you start a fight with that guy? I'm like, this is, I did it for you. <laughs> for this us. Is, yes, and for all of us. This is exactly. for us. This is fucking pizza justice right here. Right. And, and, and they were like, what's wrong with you? And then, and then I remember later on, so I'm with you. We were in the parking lot of that, uh, what's the comedy club in Pasadena? Ice, ice House. The Ice House. And I don't know. We ran into Joe Rogan. We ran into Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan, I always think about this. Yeah, totally. So we're talking to Joe Rogan, MMA you know, master, fucking jujitsu fucking superstar. And somebody brings up fighting? Fighting fighting a guy. And he's like... Somebody he, presents it to Joe. Yeah. Like, would like, you fight this guy on the street? He just says, like, if anyone, you never fight anyone on the street. You don't know what they've got. You don't know who they are. You don't know what's going on in their head. You and, walk away every and, time. And if you win, you still lose because then you can get sued or whatever. Yeah. Or now you got a death under your belt or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I, sure I'm not capable of that, but who knows? You do. You never know, man. Yeah. People slip. If someone slips and falls right. on a curb, there it's That's over. It, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, oh, like we both said, like, man, if he's saying that, what the fuck? It was such such a great out. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad we went on that um, comedy fan tour. Yeah. Me and Louie were on a a comedy. We were audience for like a week. We went to Comedy and Magic and we went to the Ice House. And um, yeah, I, I just remember also Joe was like, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And he hands me a joint, and he's like, take a puff off of that, and then ask me how it's going. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Joe. Shit, if you put it that way, man. That's funny. And I, I smoked this weed, and it was really strong. And I remember just sat, wa- sitting there watching Tom uh-huh. Segura, like trying to think, like, oh, my God, I could never go up there right now. Because <laughs> like, I'm trying to think, like, could I go up there right now? And I'm like, I could not go up there right now. A lot of people can. Those are people that smoke all day long. Yeah, you got to be that kind of stoner. But for me, it's like it fucks up my timing. You know, it fucks up everyone's timing. Like you don't just know. your perception of reality. Yeah. the physics of the room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, are they laughing? Like, why are they staring at me? Like, what? When you're up there, you're in touch with like all kinds of energy, and it's like this. This section is interested. This section isn't. Yeah. This guy's laughing. Yeah. This guy's smiling. There's so much figuring out. And then there's the jokes to do, too. Yeah. You got to have the timing. <laughs> and you got to, like, think of the next joke. Well, exactly. Like, you got to, like, I'm trying to balance now because I was so, you know, I don't usually write down exactly set lists. And also, if I have something new to say in the next joke, I, you know, you have to start thinking about the next joke while you're telling the current joke. You're absolutely thinking about the next joke. Which is joke. a crazy level of thinking. I think it's like, I think of anything else, like, besides the writing concept. It's martial arts, dude. I, that, I really think that shit is, like, what keeps probably comedians, like, sharp for longer. Because that's a crazy way of using your brain to be doing something. Because while something you're else. telling one joke, you go, I'm going to close with this. No, you know what? This crowd needs this. Yeah, 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 exactly. And this is why you're still doing a good job yeah. with this one joke. But what's crazier now, I've got to realize, because like, there's some jokes that I'm like, I think I told you I was doing this, like, um, you know them uh, so well that uh, uh, 
you're kind of doing them by rote. Like, I got to remember, I got to be in the moment and also be thinking about another moment, which is totally But you actually are in the moment. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you actually are ahead of yourself. Yeah, it's really That's crazy. That's one of the reasons there's such a rush. It's not just the laughter. It's the fact that you're in the moment for like just, I don't know, 15 to 45 minutes. Yeah. You're just in the fucking moment. You have to deal with the moment. You're not checking your phone. Yeah. You're not like... And you're dealing with everything, every, all the little factors that are going on. You know what... You're not recently, thinking about your problems either. Even, even though you're talking about your problems, yeah. <laughs> you're not thinking about your problems. That's it's weird. Funny. Yeah, that is true. Except sometimes I get so comfortable. I go, oh, that gas bill is due. That's when I know I need to like take a chance or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're getting too deep into your, your. Another thing that happens to me is like I only eat after a show. Oh. So as soon as I get the light, I get hungry. <laughs> Pavlov's funny. dog. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually what's been fucking with me lately is I. I have to eat before I'm. Weird. Oh, is that like, right? I have no one else. I'm one of the few comics that's like I need. Yeah, to yeah, eat. yeah, yeah. I can tell when I don't eat. If I don't eat and the crowd's good, fine. If they show any kind of reluctance, as soon as they don't laugh, even a lot, like yeah, half yeah, laugh yeah, something, yeah, yeah, it drains all my energy. It's okay, like yeah, sucked yeah, out yeah, of yeah. me. So, but lately my hours have been so fucked up that sometimes like I'll eat it like. I'll have lunch at like four or three, which means I really should be eating right before my shows. Yeah. But I never have time then or like, or just scheduling wise, like lately it's been like fucking with me that I, I don't eat before my shows. I just have low energy, man. It's like, yeah. I know a lot of comics that just like chug coffee, like fucking two coffee. I don't fuck on stage. With. You don't coffee fuck with. makes me nervous. Me I too. love coffee, but not before a show. Oh, I can't do it. Period. Yeah, it yeah, gives yeah. me anxiety. I can't fuck right. with it. I can't <laughs> right. drink it. I don't drink it. I remember on last comic standing, they brought out to the tents. They brought just like, Three or four Starbucks boxes. Ugh. And people started hitting it. I'm like, are you guys crazy? It was already like a three in the afternoon show. Mm. It was already terrible circumstances. No, 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 no. The worst, actually the worst, we're talking about getting behind doing a set. Yeah. The worst I ever got was I started, I decided, I was like, I think I could drink coffee now. And I, went, I think I've reached that plateau, yeah, man. I met this comedian. You I got knew, cocky, man. <laughs> such a mistake. <laughs> this comedian I, I knew. I thought I could handle coffee. <laughs> It's a beast I could not tame. <laughs> I knew a dude who worked at Starbucks and he hooked up a double vanilla latte. That's all dude, kinds of shit. I got on stage and it was like, first of all, I'm sweating like crazy. I'm sweating from coffee. I got the sweats and it's like my mind is like working fast. It's working so fast that I can't keep up with it physically. Like my brain is going like... My mind, my mouth is like, uh, like I, I couldn't. It was like, it was like, it was like you took uppers or something, dude. It was too much, and I like, I'm kind of flipping out. Yeah. Plus, I'm anxious. Plus, so I have that anxiety. Like, this isn't going well, and it isn't going well, and I'm sweating, and I can't think straight. It was like really nuts. That's the worst. Uh, I, I mean, I've been, I've been, I've done that show where you get high before the show, and that was also bad. But dude, I did that show, and then like for some reason, it it was a creek in the cave. Mm-hmm. I smoke this weed. I'm having a great time, except every time I'm thinking about, every time it hits me that I have to do a show, I'm like, oh, no, I can't go up there. <laughs> I can't go up there. And for some reason, it took an hour, the show was an hour late, uh-huh. and I just went up to Pat Dixon, who was running it, and I go, uh, I got another spot. Even though it was like one in the morning, I was like, I can't do this. It's starting too late. I was just out. And then I was like in a good mood again. Do you have, <laughs> go ahead. I was just saying that was the one thing about it was like, I ate it, but I felt so good that it was like kind of didn't matter. It didn't matter because they, you know, if you eat it, it's fine. 
it's it's just it's a bad set show, up that way. It's already they, a midnight show, anyways. They, at the Creek in the Cave, I've never had a whole lot of fun there, to be honest. I've had some times, yeah, okay. but uh, it's rough. And but it's uh, um, I got my ass handed to me by four people there recently. <laughs> I was like, ooh, maybe I'm not good at this. Like it's they so, just wouldn't budge. They were like, fuck. You, dude. <laughs> What's so funny when you say that, when we think about that, or ask handed to you by four people? Yeah. As if you should somehow magically be able to make this four-person, quote-unquote, crowd uh, fucking laugh at anything. It was four people. Like, yeah, I don't no, know. I know. You, hit, you hit one subject wrong, you lose, and you lose one person, that's 25% <laughs> of the crowd. Out. I know. Out. You still think you should be able to do it, though? Yeah. Do you, is- ever have, do you ever have stand-up nightmares? I have them all the time. Where I get up there and I can't remember the jokes... Oh. And I have I have nightmares where like people are always walking out, and I can't keep them there. Oh man, I don't have them that often. Which actually happened to me as a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't a nightmare. It was funny. <laughs> I was just like rapping to everybody that was leaving. That's really funny. My bands was playing. I had a, this rap band. What like, was it called? Every, it was called the Pimp Daddies. Everybody always cringes when they hear <laughs> this, but I assure you, it was funny. It was fun. It was more in the vein of the Beastie Boys than Limp Bizkit. Okay. It was a good time. Okay. And, um, and the band didn't... One of the band members got there early. Okay. And they're like, do you want to go up before this big band or do you want to go up after? And he's like, after. He was like, he wanted to be the big shot or whatever. And I'm like, we're going up, and, and everyone's loving this band, loving this band. I'm like, we're going up after this band? Everyone's clearly there to see the band. I get up there, we just start rapping in the first song, and it's just mass exodus. Yeah. Everyone's just fucking leaving. That's funny. <laughs> it's so embarrassing, but uh, so kind of fun at the same time. When it's that bad. Yeah. Also, um, also there with other people, you got music, and it's not just, there's not that deafening silence after every sentence, like in stand-up. That's the thing. Like, there's so much expectation with how a stand-up show should go. Yeah. Who's to say how a music show should go? Yeah, maybe this is what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're believe. fucking cutting edge, bro. People can't <laughs> deal with us, dude. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have that many stand-up nightmares, but I do. Lately, I've been doing a thing where my mind will, like, uh, kind of get into, like, cyclical, like, thinking, like, harping over something or trying to solve a problem in my yes. sleep. Okay, yeah. And I wake up, and I'm like, oh, that was a dream problem. Like, that's not a real problem. You just you just struggle with a thing so over and weird. over again that is literally like a dream. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's not an issue, actual issue in your life. But you had you're sitting there killing yourself yeah, trying to solve trying to it. solve this thing. It's like I'll have I'll have a, a reoccurring nightmare mm-hmm. where um, I'm a sophomore in college, mm-hmm. and there's like and like there's this class I've been forgetting to go to. Well, this is this is very common. I've been forgetting to go to this class and it's like the end of the semester and I go, oh, fuck, what about that class? Yeah. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to jump back into that? <laughs> and I mean, it's obvious what that dream's about. What? It's about a couple of things, maybe. It's about things I've been putting off. Uh. Uh, but it's also like, oh, shit. I've almost been like putting off, like becoming an adult in a way, like holding out for this stand up. It's like I've been putting it off. Can I jump back into it? Like a normal person's life, can I jump back into it? Can I, at this last minute, as I'm getting closer and closer to 50, can I graduate? Can I make this work? Can I become an adult? Man. Is this what it's all about? Yeah. And then, and, and like, that's the overall. And then there's like a bunch of minor things too. Man. Where it's like, oh, I really got to fucking handle such and such. So, wait, are you saying that these dreams only started like recently? Um, I'm not sure when they started because they're about a specific time. 
And it's yeah, roughly but, based on reality. But you're saying they're about a specific time in your life, but they're really, really about right now. I think they're. I think, I think. I think. I think they've been happening recently. It's hard to tell. I have it so much. Really. That it's like, it's just every once in a while. Yeah. And you go, and and even that factors into the dream. You go, oh yeah. It's like almost like a memory. Like, oh yeah, I haven't gone to that class. Well, fuck. <laughs> You know, it's crazy. I'm always so happy when I wake up and it's not. I used to have real like, like things like that, except like worse things. Like I committed a crime or something. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Like it's <laughs> over. And then I wake up. I'm like, I didn't do it. Didn't do it. I knew I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I've started like I've, truly. I never really had a problem sleeping until the last like few years. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Did you have, have you? I've always had problems sleeping my entire life. In fact, when I was a kid, I was convinced I didn't sleep at all. Like, and I had like one dream when I was like three years old. I was convinced I stayed up all night every night. There's no way that happened. Yeah. But I remember I had insomnia a lot. Wow. And one dream I do remember was that like my bed was attacking me. Oh, man. So I thought it was real. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's crazy. It is fucked up. Um, you know, nowadays I realize like, um, if I have more than three beers, if I have more than two beers, that's what's keeping me up. Like, yeah. I know that now. Yeah. And so, like, I've severely cut back on it just so I can sleep. I yeah. can't even enjoy, I mean, this week. Like, like, what I consider drinking a lot now, my younger self would laugh at. Yeah, totally. It's really about that next I don't really drink it's, it's the that much day. anymore. I've yeah. Just, I've just started, like, really, like, being, like, fucking super on that one drink, one glass of yeah, water. Yeah, because match. if you if you, if only, you match it up with the water, it's doable. And but. the buzz is kind of good off one or two beers. That's true. If you like, if you give it, you're just like, all right, this is all I'm gonna have. I'm starting to get a weird full feeling. I think I might. I don't think I have gluten or something, but it's something about it. Like two beers in, my stomach starts getting funny. Like it's yeah, too yeah, yeah. heavy or something. It's harder to digest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't like it as much. Man, I could use a drink. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I only started having like sleep issues lately. And you know what it is also? I think it's that like when you hit your thirties that um you're gonna you gotta pee in the middle of the night, which I didn't have to you oh used to have to. God. Dude, I'm having that shit where it's like um it's like um what guys talk about their problem is when they uh, when they can't get it up. Yeah. They start thinking like, I'm not gonna be able to get it up, and that's what's making them that's, not be able that's to what get does it. it. Yeah. Dude, I get up in the middle of the night, I'm like, hope I can get back to sleep, and then my brain's like to keep hoping that because you're not going back to sleep. I they just stay up. They say the best way to fall asleep is to try not to go to sleep. <laughs> really? Well, if you sit there and go, I got to get to sleep. I got to get to sleep. It doesn't work. Mm. When I, I worked out, we talked about this the last time you were on, I think. Mm. When I was on, when I worked at that hair salon mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, uh-huh. the night before, I couldn't sleep. A wink. I was so scared. Like, I had so much anxiety about just, like, going to a regular job and, like, being a responsible person and get everything right. And I had reason to have anxiety because I was a fuck-up the first day. You always are. Like, when's the last time you had a first day of work? It's fucking terrifying. Like, I'm in the position most of the time of going up and being somewhat of an expert. Yes. Like, I have hours and hours of experience being a stand-up. So go do something new is just like terrifying well, to me. I like the last two writing gigs I had, like the first day of the writing gig. And it's weird to be back. I mean, just even like you're saying, and this is like 
you know, you don't know where you fit in in a writing gig, right? Well, it's just and there's other people who have different types of experience and different stuff. Experience. It's like it's just you realize how you think it's like this is just a different facet form. of what I already form of what I already do, but you forget about one thing I learned from writing is that like I always thought like I just want to make a living doing comedy. It's like I also don't want to have a fucking boss. I hate having a boss. Right. But any once you involve any kind of real money, you have a boss. You got a boss. Um, yeah, you have a boss. If you're making even if you're running making your own show and it's a hit, unless until it's a hit, then you don't yeah. have a boss. Right, but that you still kind of have a that, boss. And if anyway, if it's a hit, then who cares who's the boss? I mean, you still have someone you're talking to yeah, exactly. who's presenting stuff like maybe no dog this season. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, you still have someone else you gotta fuck with. God damn it, this is Frazier. We're gonna have a dog, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm Kelsey Grammer, bitch. <laughs> it's a goddamn dog on this show. That's a, that's a, that'd be a good bumper sticker. Yeah. Kelsey, I'm Kelsey Grammer, Grammer, bitch. bitch. But uh <laughs> kind of a ripoff of Chappelle, but whatever. Yeah, but no, it's a take on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. My interpretation. Yeah, but uh, um, what's it called? It's also just like just like being in an office with other people for eight hours is like the way I described it. I like I felt like I was like a uh like a a wild stallion. They were trying to like put a saddle on me. Absolutely. Fuck is this? All comics feel that way because all comics with writer writing jobs come to me and they're like, dude, it sucks. (laughs) You work twelve hours a day and like they don't they they complain like. Like Anthony Jeselnik was unhappy, yeah, um, yeah, as a writer, and that was his dream for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. it's just crazy to have someone else somewhere to where you have to be, and someone else to have to fucking listen to. Or both those things are yeah, stressful. I know, I know, and it's kind of the dream because it is steady work. Yeah, well, once I'll tell you though, once like what helped me with the even the um, it still gets under my skin when I do it, but like. I made so much money off that first one. Yeah. I mean, look, we're still reaping the benefits with War of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. That is from that first yes. writing job. Dude. For real. I'm not joking. I mean, that's, that's uh, why we were there on Thursday. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it. Like, yeah. So it's like once you like realize like, oh, it's not just, it's, it's, it's not just this money. It's like it, it's this money, then it's unemployment, then it's residuals, then it's insurance. That's, then it's a big fat tax return because right. they take out too many taxes because they think you're making that money all year, which you're not. You're making it for however long the show yeah. runs. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it pays forever. It's like it's so good. Then then you're like, fuck it. You know, yeah. whatever. Fucking put a saddle on me. Ride me around. You no, know, I know. It's it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. But it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It really than is. Than what a you're shock. used to. Yeah. It totally is. I'm still getting money from like all the shit I've done on Tosh.0. Not a lot. It just, but it comes in. I get, I get fifty eight cents from being on a, a Tell's Gong Show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I get those day. too. At first, I'm like, I'm just gonna throw it out. I'm like, no, nah, I'm cashing this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I got my my mail sent to my friend's house twice uh-huh. when I went on the road for a long time, uh-huh. and I got back one time, and I'm just like, I had like a stack of SAG envelopes. Oh man! And I'm just going through them, and I'm like killing it. I made like five hundred bucks. That's awesome. Just sitting there, you know, awesome. that I forgot about. Then the second time I come back, there's another stack. And I'm like, oh, shit. Can you believe my luck? Uh-huh. And it was such a victory. Last time I started going through it, it's like $2.50, $1.57, and so on and so on. And I'm feeling so stupid. <laughs> you know, just feeling so stupid in front of them. Like, yeah, I guess it's not the big payday, pay $7.81. It's such a weird – they, like, keep us in such a weird st- – because there's – you don't know what you don't know when cost. it's coming. You don't know how much is coming. You just get these envelopes, and, and they do a crazy thing where they won't put multiple checks in one envelope. So you're opening like tons of envelopes. And so it really is like, like playing the lottery. Like you're like, what, what? Like this is crazy. I had no idea. And the funny part is, if the first one is, um, if the first one's big, yeah, 
like like for a couple hundred bucks, you go, oh yeah, 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 yeah. shit, <laughs> these are all for a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> um, and then like they usually go down if you open the big one first. But then like <laughs> I had this I had this bill due. And I was gonna have to call the credit card company and be like, "Can we work out a late payment?" Damn. And I go to the fucking my PO box, and I'm just sitting there looking at the one. It's one SAG envelope, Ooh. and I'm just sitting there looking at it like, I don't even want to open it because it's gonna be such a disappointment, dude. Like through? I don't even want to open it because like the last I swear to God, like last fifteen have been for nothing. Wow. And then like sixty bucks at the most, mm-hmm. and I open it up and it covered the bill exactly. Wow. I was like, that's crazy, man. It that was brilliant. Crazy. Shit works it's out like, like that. Such a trip. It's like Abraham bringing his son up the fucking mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, all right, I guess this is it. And God's like, nah, <laughs> man, chill out. I got you. Do you think he pulled his like he pulled his punch like for a second? Like Abraham, he's like, hey, God, you want to say? You want to stop me? You want to? I wanna, think God. No, I think God was a real dick on this one. Oh yeah. I think God waited to the exact. I think God. I think Abraham takes the knife out. That was there was some there was some Abraham uh, tones undertones in, in apes actually a little bit you get in that what in what part <clears throat> well the, both both the leaders of the human army and the ape army both lost their son yeah there's it was you know because the Abraham story was also the Jesus story yeah there's yeah, that yeah, line yeah, yeah, where the yeah, dude yeah. says like I gave the the so the the um the leader of the human army is Woody Harrelson. And he wants to be a real, he's like a real like wannabe Christ figure, like kind of, kind of like a cult leader. But he's like, yeah. and his son got, uh, well, I don't want to give away a spoiler. His son dies. But he's like, I sacrificed my son so that everyone else could be safe. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it's like both. It's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's both. Abraham and it's, and it's Jesus. Right, you right, know, it's right. It's a bunch right. of biblical shit. Yeah, man. All that kind of stuff. It's a deep Well, movie. if you went to the, uh, the question and answer, you found out that... <laughs> the writer watched a lot of biblical movies. He did. He did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. He was yeah, we know a lot about the movie. The most envious I was is when the guys like they're like, How'd you rate this film? And he's like, Oh man, we just watched a shit ton of movies. Yeah. We had our own movie theater. Yeah. You know they were eating junk food and shit. Totally. Drinking coffees and shit. <laughs> you know they watch movies and then they like take a lunch break. Like, oh that was tough work. <laughs> what do you want to watch after lunch? Like you know there's like a month of that. Oh man. You know? That sounds the great. fun part before you start writing. And the possibilities are endless, man. I guess I mean you get one hit, and then like you, you know, you're just gold for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. The best would be writing the Fast and the Furious movies because those are really easy. I would assume it's like all right, car chase, car chase, (laughs) sex, car chase. I've never. I still haven't seen Ludacris. Have you seen them? I've seen like an off one. I've seen like. The one where it's just Tyrese and Paul Walker. <laughs> I don't know which one that is. It's not Tokyo Drift. Uh, are some of them I supposed to the be good? One. Are some of them better than other ones? They say like the past couple years, the past couple that have come out, they're like, it's actually really good now. Everybody's like, it's really good. And it's like, really? It's really good. I think people, I think, I know reviewers, critics definitely like lower their standards when it comes to any kind of blockbuster action movie. Yeah, they're like. Because they don't, they don't like them. They don't right. like action movies, period. They also don't like comedies. They don't like low... They hate comedies. Low entertainment. All comedies get like a yeah. low rating. Unless, unless they're on some like... Like Spike Jones shit or whatever. Or, or like a Kumail's movie is just get, is killing it. Okay. Know, that kind of thing. Right. 
but like a just a raunchy like already like joke filled whatever the fuck yeah like, they don't like it they don't like it even though like even bad comedies are kind of funny i remember i was drifting off and i was into the influence of alcohol mm-hmm. but i'm watching ride along too as i'm drifting off to sleep i'm like this ain't that bad man <laughs> kevin hart's pretty funny <laughs> i was like i thought i would hate it because like everything's so shit on even i shit on it. i see the advertisement i'm like this is garbage yeah, but, but when you really watch it like on a Sunday afternoon or whatever. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. It's entertaining. Yeah. You have to like, but, but that's the thing is that I don't, I don't, I don't lower my standards. I just, I, th- I just think an action movie just cause it's like not that bad for a summer action movie. Like, no, fuck that. It should, st- it, right. could, it could and should still be a good movie on every level. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. I've too. seen them be that way. Right. I love Terminator 2, man. Yeah. And yeah. Terminator 2 is awesome. And so I'm just saying like, like if they, you don't say like, and then that's what fucks it up on Rotten Tomatoes because it's all um, uh, fresh or rotten. It's all it's all pass or fail. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah, they're yeah. like, I don't know, it was okay or whatever, but it guess it does the job. All of a sudden, that's a bad. That, no, that's a good one. Oh, that's good. It does the. Uh, it's you know. It, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but it yeah. Does it's pretty good. Right. Boom, fresh, and then fresh. And it could have a hundred percent reviews like that, and right. it's a hundred percent fresh. It doesn't right, mean it's right, that right, great. Right, you know? right. you got to look out for for the action movies. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they have yeah. Weird standards. There's too much movie reviewing as it is nowadays. Oh, yeah. In general? Well, I guess that's what There's this podcast so is There's so many fucking... Yeah, no, I have a movie reviewer on this podcast. Oh, really? I thought that was... A, I was saying this episode, but you have, well, you have someone who comes in and reviews movies? Yeah. After, <laughs> yeah. Always has been. His name's Eric Wendell. You've never... He's never been on when you've been on. And he just reviews movies? I kind of wish I had my phone equipment hooked up because he's been... He always gets kicked off Facebook for getting in... Um, political fights with people and he just got kicked off facebook for seven days and i kind of want to talk to him about that but you guys that are listening can write eric uh direct and just ask him what happens don't write him on facebook he's not on facebook write him on instagram i guess that's just funny that Twitter. he keeps getting kicked off it's really funny to me yeah no and he, he can't hold back wow he can't hold back <laughs> so wendell yeah all right, I think that's going to do it for the full charge power hour today. Yeah, you hit it right on an hour. Really? Uh, I mean, fifty-seven thirty-two. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for doing this, setting Thanks. this up. Thanks for Thank having you me. For having me, no problem. Anything you want to plug or anything like that? Um, you know, check out my album as always. If these balls could, if these talk. balls could talk. Classic album. And uh, <laughs> when will this go out? It's going out today. Uh, you could see me. Um, I'm I'm in Sacramento, Thursday, August 11th. I'm just gonna throw that out there. 11th. Okay. I don't know if that's the right date. It's the Thursday. Yeah. Close to August 11th. It'll be up at your website eventually, right? Yeah. Maybe I should check the date before I. Can you yeah, we got time. time. We got three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Just just say something real quick while I check. The uh, I'll be in West Nyack, New York. Uh, Levity Live on the 19th, and I ain't going to Australia no more. Sorry, Australia heads. I know a lot of people were looking forward to it, but uh, I'm not going until next year now. The dates have been changed. My bad. I was really looking forward to it. I'm sorry. You'll get there eventually. I've been I'll get there eventually. There. I've been waiting to go there. Hopefully, I, I get to go soon, too. Uh, mine is, uh, it's actually, I was one day off, August 10th. August 10th, I'm, I'm, I'm headlining the uh, Punchline Sacramento, so you can come see me there. Booyakasha. There you go. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Peace out.